All right, everybody. Well, um, if you do not know me, my name is Kim, and I'm the lead pastor here at Living Waters, and I get to... Um, come and, and just bring the word to you guys today. I'm excited. I've been praying about this message for a couple weeks now and just really, um, I just love to preach. I just love to share about Jesus. I just love it. And so, so I'm up here and I'm going to share. Um, <laughs> so you just have to listen. <laughs> uh, no, um, this morning we're going to keep going in the parables of Jesus series. And so um, I'm going to be teaching about the good shepherd and his sheep. In, uh, so you can turn to John 10 if you want. That's where we're going to be in just a little bit. But um, I don't know if you guys know this. So I have been studying sheep this week. Um, Holy Spirit told me to study sheep. And so I've just been studying sheep. Do you know that sheep are talked about over 500 times in the Bible? I did not know that. That's a lot of times. So I'm thinking that we probably need to pay attention to what's being said about sheep if that's 500 times or more in the Bible, don't you think? Yeah, so I, uh, I know I've read about sheep all the time, but I didn't know it was 500. So King David, he was a shepherd before he was king. And uh, we can read about that in the Old Testament. But in Psalm 23, he was describing the Lord as his shepherd. And it says, you guys know this one, but it says, the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his namesake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So sheep need a shepherd whose life work is to care for them. That's just something that they need. And, and they need someone that's gonna protect them and defend them and lead them and guide them. They need someone that's gonna provide for their needs at all times. That's just a given with sheep. They need that. And this is something that David knew because he was out with the sheep and he was, he was in the fields day in and day out taking care of these sheep. And so him being a shepherd himself, he understood what it meant to be a shepherd. And I'm gonna get this stuff out of my way because it is bothering me. Okay. So... Um, he understood what it was to uh, take care of them and to take care of the sheep from wild animals. We read about how he fought off lions and bears and, and everything to protect his sheep. He provided for them. He led them to green pastures and quiet waters. See, he uses this picture of sheep and a shepherd as he's writing Psalm, this Psalm, which is a praise to the Lord. And he uses this because it's something that he understood. It was something that he knew. Right, he was a shepherd, he understood what shepherding was, he understood what, what sheep needed. And so he writes this Psalm. He was in the fields talking to God because honestly, there was no one else to talk to. He could have talked to the sheep, but that would have been a little crazy. So, so he was talking to God, right? He was building a relationship with the Lord. He was building intimacy. We talk about intimacy around here all the time. That's what he was building because he was out there with the Lord, just taking care of these sheep, but he was listening to God and he was praising God and he was writing praise to God, right? So he was building this relationship. And so he's growing in this relationship with the Lord and he was fully surrendered to the good shepherd who was guiding him and walking him through life, walking him through the dark valleys. The reason that sheep were spoken about so many times and why Jesus uses them in the parables in, uh, that we're gonna read today is because that was a given in the, the area of people that he was talking to. They understood sheep, 
right? They, that's, they were a vital part of life. And so Jesus, like every parable that he does, he speaks about something that they knew to bring across the point. Sheep were reliable or relatable in their everyday life. So they would understand what he meant when, they, when we talk about sheep and a shepherd. These people, they were like, yeah, we totally get that. That makes sense to us because sheep were everywhere. But I'm not sure if you're a shepherd or if you know sheep. I don't, right? So I, 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 maybe some of you in this room do understand sheep, but I, I really don't know. So I think that we need to know a few more things about sheep. And like I said, I've been praying about this message for a while. And he told me, I want you to, to start studying sheep. And so I was just looking up anything I could to understand sheep. I, I really didn't know anything. But as I was studying, I just felt like there was some information that we needed to know before we read John 10. So sheep are defenseless against predators. They can't fight back and they are not super fast and they can't outrun, outrun whatever's coming at them. They're pretty slow. Okay. They oftentimes get stuck on their backs and they can't get up unless a shepherd helps them back up. That's interesting. So leaving them defenseless and dependent upon the shepherd. Sheep don't know when to stop eating. They will eat and they will eat and they will eat until they've gotten to the root system and then they have ruined the pasture. So they need a shepherd to tell them, hey, it's time to move on. Hey, you don't need to eat that much, right? That's a very important thing. They don't have good instincts and they can't find their way back home on their own. They will get lost and need a shepherd to show them the way back. Okay, so it's interesting that it's 500 plus times that Jesus talks about, or that the Bible talks about sheep. And those are some things that I'm sure we can relate to a little bit. So as we read John 10 today, we will see a parallel as David did. And there's something for us. I just really believe in this as we're gonna get into this. So John 10, starting in verse one, says, very truly, I tell you, Pharisees, this is Jesus speaking, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in, by some other way is a thief and a robber. And the one who enters by the gate is a shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out, when he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them and his sheep follow because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize the stranger's voice. Jesus used this as a figure of speech, but the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. Verse seven, there, therefore Jesus said again, very truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they have, may have life and have it to the full. And then verse 11, I am a good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees a wolf coming, he abandons, abandons the sheep and runs away. And then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. A man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. So a sheep pen is made up um, mostly of a rock wall. 
And it's an, there's one opening, which is the doorway or the gate. And it's the only way in and out. And this place is a place of protection for the sheep. So they graze during the day and then they get put in the sheep pen during the night. But the interesting thing is the shepherd would not leave them. The shepherd is always with them. So the shepherd sits in the doorway or the gate area and nothing comes in or out unless it goes through the shepherd. And so nothing can come in and try and attack unless they try and get through the shepherd. So the shepherd knows that they're going to take care of this flock. I find that very interesting. So there's so much that we could um, just learn from just that one part of scripture, um, but that's not going to be the focus of the section that we're going in today. But I would just challenge you. I was, I was digging into that part and I was like, that will take us hours to get through. So I would just say, go after that. Or maybe Ryan will teach that later on this week or this in the next couple of weeks or whatever. But I was just like, oh my gosh, there's so much to go through there. And I was like, okay, no, I'm just going to challenge you guys to dig into that because it's really good. So uh, talking about the gate and talking about the shepherd staying there, it's super important. But the point that we're going to focus on today is verses three through five. And um, I'm going to read this out of the Passion Translation. And the sheep recognize the voice of the true shepherd, for he calls his own by name and leads them out, for they belong to him. And when he has brought out all of his sheep, he walks ahead of them and they will follow him, for they are familiar with his voice, but they will run away from strangers and never follow them because they know it's the voice of a stranger. So sheep know the voice of their shepherd. That is a very distinctive thing that you will read anywhere as they understand. They know their shepherd. They know the voice of their shepherd. They trust their shepherd to lead them. They follow the leading of their shepherd. And this is a relationship that I know that the Lord invites us to. This is a relationship that he wants with all of us. And it's one of the reasons why he's talking about that. See, he wants us to know him. And it says in uh, John 10, 11, I am a good shepherd and the good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. So I, I just wanna paraphrase a little bit of what he's doing is he's talking to the Pharisees and he's and like, just in our own language, this is what I was thinking it would say. He's saying, hey, you know how sheep follow the voice of their shepherd and everyone's nodding, yeah? I know that. And he said, okay, that's what I'm inviting you into. I am a good shepherd and I want you to know me. Follow my lead and know my voice because guess what? There's a lot of voices out there that are trying to get your attention, but I will take care of you and I will take you to some incredible places that will fully satisfy the hunger inside of you. That's what Jesus is saying right here. And he's like, are you guys getting that? He definitely said it in different words, but that's what he was saying. All right. So these are some things that I think that we need to glean from today when it comes to learning from sheep and how they respond to a shepherd. So the first one is the sheep know the shepherd's voice because they spend time with him. That's an important one. So in Jeremiah 29, 11 through 14, the Lord is talking to his people who are the Israelites. And he says this, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. And then you will call on me and come to me and pray, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord. So the Lord is talking to the Israelites about some things and we're gonna, we're gonna look at that and just say, okay, he's, he, is, he is asking us to seek him and to find him with our whole heart. 
That's what we can glean from that whole section right there. There is the same invitation that he was giving the Israelites that day. He is saying to us, you can seek me and you can find me when you seek me with all your heart. He wants to be found by us. We can easily come to church each week and learn about God. But until we actually take the steps to build a relationship with him, we really don't know him. It's the same thing in a relationship with somebody that you just met, right? You can hear things about someone. Somebody can tell you things about them. You can kind of see them from afar and look and go, oh, that's, that must be who they are. But until you actually spend time with somebody, until you actually know their heart, until you actually hear their story, you're not going to know them. And it's the same thing with the Lord. He wants to be found by us. He wants to be known by us. He wants us to seek him with our whole heart. It says, seek me and find me when you seek me with your whole heart. And to seek means to go in search of and to look for. So that requires something of us. I think that's what holds us back sometimes is it requires something of us. Sometimes we just wanna, I go to church so I know God. You don't. I mean, maybe you do, but you know what I mean? Just going to church is not gonna let you just know him. He wants to spend time with you. He wants to talk with you. He wants you to know his voice. And that's exactly what David was doing with his sheep, right? He's out there and he is with his sheep and he's talking to them. And so that's how they know his voice and they follow his lead. So it requires something of us. It isn't that we've just given our heart to the Lord and accepted him when we were young. And, but it's like, the question is, do you really know him? Do you know his voice when he speaks to you? Do you know his presence as you spend time with him? See, the Lord is making himself available to be found, but we need to make the choice to go and find him. He desires intimacy with every one of us, but it requires our time. It requires our attention. It requires sacrifice at times, but the exchange for those things is intimacy with the Lord, which we were all created for and we have a longing for in our hearts. So when, when, I, um, when you spend time with the Lord, when you seek him throughout your day, when you spend time with him in his word, when you invite him to walk with you with, uh, through the days, you get to know his voice. That's how you get to start to hear his voice. And you'll start to discern then the voices of strangers. See, in verse five, it says, but they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize the stranger's voice. See, they know when it's a stranger and they go running because they're looking for their shepherd. They only want their shepherd. They only want to hear what he has to say. They only want to follow him. So much that we can take from that one scripture. How often are we led astray by strangers? Strangers being someone else's voice, someone's loud voice. Sometimes louder is, is easier to follow than the, the quiet voice. Someone is... Um, a, a stranger could be a news station or a political party. It could be lies that you have in your own head that you've told yourself over and over. A stranger is not looking out for you. They don't care about you or your well-being. And in verse 10, it says they, will, they want to steal, kill, and destroy, but we have a good shepherd. That's the one that we get to follow. Our, he has our best in mind at all times, all times. 
And he wants us to know his voice so that we can discern the difference of a stranger and him. And you've heard, probably heard this before, but you know how they, they um, with counterfeit bills, I know that we've told this before, but with counterfeit bills, they don't, uh, to know what a counterfeit bill looks like, they're not looking at all the different ways that it could be counterfeit, but they're actually looking at the real bill to understand it, to see it, to know it, so that when they see something that's counterfeit, it's like they, they get it immediately because they have studied the real bill. And it's the same thing with God's voice. He wants us to know his voice where any other voices that come, we're like, "Uh uh-uh, that's not God. No, I, I know, I know my good shepherd. I know him and I wanna only follow him. What does he have to say? That voice needs to shut up because I have a good shepherd and I'm gonna follow his voice. The sheep, they spent all their time with their shepherd. So when they heard his voice, uh, the voice of a stranger, they ran away. I think we need to run away sometimes from those voices that are not the Lord. So how well do you know Jesus? How well do you know the one true living God? How well do you know his voice? So often I meet with people and they get frustrated because they're like, I just don't hear him. I just don't hear him like you do. And I will say this to you. I have been cultivating a relationship with the Lord since I was really young. Right? I have been going to the Lord to hear his voice over others for so many years. It didn't just come to me just like that. It took persistence. It took me seeking him. It took me quieting my space and my mind and my heart and saying, what do you say? It took me writing down his words and then going, okay, is that you? And now show up and he shows up and I'm like, that was you. That's how I know his voice. It's taken years but we've got to start taking those steps to learn his voice and to know what he is saying to us. He isn't holding back from you. He's not holding his voice back from you. If that's a lie that you believe, then get it out of there. Kick it out because he wants to speak to you. You have done nothing to stop him from speaking to your heart. He wants an intimate relationship with you. He wants to know you. He wants you to know his voice. And if anything is telling you that you've done something or that there's a block in the way or whatever, just kick it out and say, God, I'm gonna, I'm gonna seek you with my whole heart. Amen. I read this the other day. Um, with our whole heart means that there is no room for anyone or anything else. So reading the scripture, seek the Lord with your whole heart means that you are done seeking others and other things that would fill you and that you're going first to him to seek him first with your whole life. See, that's how he'll be found by us. That is where you learn his voice. That is where we learn to, lead, uh, to hear the leading of his life or for our life. So it's gonna take us turning off the noise and sitting quietly with him. And then we get to ask those questions. What are you saying about my life? What are you saying about how I live my life? How does he want to lead you and your family and how you raise your kids or how you respond to your spouse? What is he speaking to you about how the economy is right now? Where are you getting that information? What is he speaking to you about your finances? What's he leading you in? what is he leading you in as it comes to the political year that we're about to come up against? What's he saying? What dreams does he have for you in your life that he's speaking to you about? Do you know those things? See, those are things, he wants to talk to you about everything. 
not just the big hard things that you need his help with. He's wanting to guide your every step. The sheep only knew how to follow him. So let's be people that seek him with our whole heart and hear what he has to say. And let's be like sheep and run away from those strangers that are trying to get our attention and find out what the shepherd's saying. So the second point is the sheep put their full trust in the shepherd to provide for their needs. And trust, it means to have confidence in. A reliance or resting of the mind on the integrity, veracity, justice, friendship, or other sound principle of another person. See, shepherds, they care for their sheep. That is their one job, take care of their sheep. They do this in two basic ways, which is to protect them and to feed them. And the, the sheep, they learn to trust the shepherd because that's what they have been doing. They learn by walking with them daily and the, the, the shepherd keeps providing for them. The keep, shepherd keeps taking them to good places for them. The keep, shepherd keeps taking care of them. And I was reading this, I found this funny, but she, uh, sheep are, are short. They have very short legs. So you know that they can't really see very far in front of them. So they have to have a shepherd lead them to quiet waters because one, they're afraid of water. But two, they, they have to have a shepherd that's gonna say, hey, stop eating in this field and let's go to that field. It's much better, right? And I think that sometimes we want to, to know what's way out there. We wanna see so far out there. And God's like, hey, I'm not gonna actually show you everything that's out there. I just want you to follow me. I'm not gonna give you the whole picture. You might then take off, <laughs> right? He's like, no, I want you to follow me. I want you to be with me. I wanna walk this with you. He wants to be the one that we lean on instead of trying to take care of the things in our own life. And I know this is super hard. You know, when I was, um, I was a, I've been a pastor for 25 years and I've also been single in those times. And, uh, and so I have had to learn, I, I learned at a young age, I, I'm the one that takes care of me. And so I was very dependent on myself only. I couldn't trust people. That's how I, I was kind of raised. And so it was not a good way. I'm just saying that's not good. But, um, but that's what I learned to do. And so when I um, stepped into ministry in my early 20s, um, I had a full-time job at a beer distributor and I was making really good money and I was taking care of myself. Um, and I, I didn't have a ton of things that I, I needed because one, I lived in a very small town and, uh, there, and so I just, I was taken care of by the the um, salary that I was working on. And I was working for this beer distributor and it was not my heart. See, when I was really young, when I was in the fifth grade, I remember getting called into full-time pastoral ministry. That was a call in my life. And I knew that someday that was what I was gonna do. So I was, I was a youth pastor at the time as I was working at this beer distributor and making money and the church couldn't pay me at the time. And, um, but I knew, I was like, I wanna be in ministry, but I just, I, I just knew that wasn't an option. And an office position came open at the church. And so I was like, okay, that's my, that's my end. I'm gonna go work at the church. Then I can just be at the church and I can do my youth ministry at the time, you know, at the same time or whatever. And uh, my pastor, he said, I, I can't, I can't hire you. And I was like, why not? I'm totally qualified. You know, like, why, why can't I do that? And he said, it doesn't pay enough. Like, I'm really concerned that you wouldn't have enough. 
And I was like, what? And so I, I went back to the Lord and I was like, God, I thought you said to go and apply for that job. And, you know, Pastor Ted won't give me the job and I don't know what to do. And he said, have faith that I'm gonna trust or that I'm gonna take care of your finances. And I was like, okay. And so I went back to um, Pastor Ted and I just said, hey, I, I really feel like the Lord is saying this is my job. And I don't know that you have anybody else for the job. And I know that you're worried that it's not gonna pay me enough, but I'm just gonna trust the Lord with my finances and I'm, I'm asking you to pray about it. So he didn't come back to me for a month. It was a long time. And I was like, dear goodness, like, just tell me, can I have the job or not? And eventually he gave me the job. But the crazy thing is, is I took a $20,000 pay cut. And that was huge. At the time, I was like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? I'm crazy. But I was listening to the Lord. I was following his lead. And guess what? I have never been without a place to live. I've never been without being able to pay my bills. I've never been without a car. I've never been without food in my fridge. I've just never have. He has always taken care of me as I have followed his lead. Okay? So he always provides, always. The sheep, they knew their shepherd and they put their trust in him and he always provided for them. And I know that the Lord, he has you. He knows what you need and he knows what's good for you and he knows your heart's desires and he has plans for your life, but it's gonna take you trusting him. It's gonna take you listening to his voice and going where he's telling you to go. That's what he's asking, but he's saying, in exchange for that, what I have for you is so much better than what you can even come up with yourself. I promise you, so much better. And I get it, you know, I was a super independent control freak. I mean, seriously, I was. Um, and trusting anybody else was not gonna happen. But I, I had to ask the Lord, why is that? When did that start in my life? And then when he told me when it started, I started to get healing in that place so that I could begin to trust him. So if you have a trust issue with the Lord, I would just ask you to ask him, where did that start? Why am I so like holding on to things so tightly and don't wanna give them over to you? What is that about? And then just listen and follow him as he takes you on a healing journey and shows that he is faithful and that he will always provide for you. The third thing is the sheep fully surrendered to the shepherd and follow their lead. So surrender means to yield to the power of another. So it basically looks like us releasing our grip like I was just talking about. I think so often we hold on to things and we're like, oh, this is gonna be hard. And so we just grip on holding on to things as tight as possible and going, I can get myself through this. And the Lord's actually works different. The kingdom is opposite than the world. And so he says, hey, how about you release and then I can pour out in your life. If we're holding on to things, we're not able to receive all that he wants to pour out in our life. So we have to be open-handed with the Lord all the time and saying, if you want that, here you go. You want that? Okay, here you go. What do you have? Okay, I'll take that. Thank you, God, for your blessings, right? It's so opposite than this world. And in Isaiah 55, uh, verses eight through nine, it says this, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways, or your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. See, he knows what's better for us. 
but it's gonna take us surrendering to him. I've been hearing that from him lately over and over where he's like, surrender that, surrender that. And it's like, do you know how hard that is to surrender? I mean, I'm sure you do. But there's so much that comes when we surrender our lives fully, not just the things that are easy to surrender, but every part of our lives, when we surrender that to him, I promise your whole life is gonna change for the better. God is not a mean disciplinary father that wants us to do what he says just for the right of being right. That's not his, it's not his jam. See, he is not gonna take us down a path just so we can learn something. Yes, we're always gonna learn something, but it's never just to learn something, right? He always has so much more. He is leading you down a path that he has for you that is so much greater than you can think up in your own mind. And what he says to you might not ever make sense in the moment, but I promise as you follow his lead and give him your yes and follow him, you will see his goodness poured out. You know, uh, just getting back to, I was in my hometown this week and so it just reminded me of a lot of things. I'm saving you from all my childhood stories this morning, uh, but I have a lot of them. I was like, dang, it's just crazy. But when I moved here um, from LaGrande, most of the people thought I was nuts. They were telling me, you're crazy. Like, you don't have a job. You don't have a place to live. You, how are you gonna pay your bills? Like, this doesn't make sense to us. And some even told me that I was in flat out sin and that I would not make it here. Um, and all I knew is that I had been listening to people to be my Holy Spirit for long enough. I had been listening to people to tell me what to do because they heard God instead of me going to the Lord and saying, what do you have for me? And I remember calling Ryan, I was freaking out one time and I'm in the parking lot of the church I was working at and I was like, what am I doing? And he was like, you're listening to the Lord. And I was like, no, that's true. <laughs> I, I am, I'm listening to the Lord, I'm coming. I'm coming to Medford. And I will tell you the last 15 years have been full of joy and friendship and community and love and healing and forgiveness and freedom. And I would never be the same if I would not have listened to the Lord, followed his lead. And I'm telling you, it's not been easy. This journey has been hard, but I have said yes every time. What do you wanna do? I'll go. You want me to go to counseling? I'll go. You want me to do this? I'll go, right? And every time he has shown up and he has filled my life in ways that I could never explain. He knows where the green pastures are for you. He has something beautiful for you to show you with the still waters. Everything you need from him, physical, spiritual, emotional, he has it for you, every single thing. But it's gonna come to you being surrendered to him and following his lead instead of your own. We can learn a lot from sheep. Sheep know the shepherd's voice because they spend time with them. Sheep know their, to put their full trust in the, in the shepherd because they provide for their needs and sheep are fully surrendered to the shepherd and follow his lead. See, Jesus, he loves us so much and he wants to be your good shepherd. He wants to provide for you. He wants you to follow him. He wants you to know his voice among all the other voices that are trying to get your attention. And I, I was thinking about this this morning, as we take forward, uh, steps forward into this year that's ahead, there are a lot of voices that are trying to get your attention. There are a lot of things that are coming our way on social media, on the news, from people we know. 
There are a lot of things that are trying to get you to live in fear instead of freedom from fear. There are a lot of things that are, are gonna take us out if we listen to them. And I'm just saying right now, we have to be people that know our shepherd. We have to be people that know his voice and that follow his lead or his voice alone. There's no other way that we're gonna make it through. There's no other way. It says in John 10, 10, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. That is a promise of Jesus. We always say around here, what do you look like fully alive? What do you look like fully alive? Do you even know? If you don't know, start following his voice and see what it is. There's so much that he has for you, so much but it's gonna take you making those steps. It's gonna take you surrendering your whole heart to him, seeking him with everything in you and saying, what do you say about this? What do you know about this? God, what do you want me to know about this? We're gonna, we're gonna close, but I'm gonna, um, John's gonna play some music and we have communion available. It's over here and it's, um, I don't know where, over there. And uh, we're just gonna give you some time to take communion and just ask the Lord, like, where are we in all this? Do I know your voice? Do I trust you? Are there some places I don't trust you? Do you have my whole life or do I need to surrender some things to you? Just take a, a, a couple minutes and just ask him those questions. He's so good and he's not shaming you by saying, no, you haven't surrendered that. He's saying, no, you haven't surrendered that. And I just wanna take that so that I can give you something better. So let's just take some time and then um, this is gonna be the end. So I just bless you in your week. But.